Alright y'all, we're back with another hot interview on Scout in the South with my man Coach K and I. And we've got somebody very special for y'all. I know you guys out there love QB and you love talking QB. I see you out there on the message boards and everything, especially at UGASports.com. You guys love you some QBs, but nobody knows QB better than this particular gentleman we have on the horn right here. He's the QB extraordinaire. Uh, you see him all over everything, man, doing all kind of uh, unique techniques to get guys and uh, to be able to detach from the pocket or stay in the pocket. Uh, he's, he's doing everything you can think of to have these cats maximizing their potential. And that is my man, Tony Ballard from Hustle Inc. Tony, what's going on? Ain't nothing. How you doing, bro? How you doing? How's everything going? Watson, what's going on? What's going on, my brother? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. Hey, man, it's our pleasure for you to come up on the show, man, because, uh, hey, this is an interesting year. I'm um, in recruiting the 2018 year. A lot of people say it's a down year. Uh, you can definitely see that mostly across the board with top flight talent. But I would think that one of the, one of the positions that's not struggling would be the quarterback position. There's some very notable names in the state of Georgia. I know a lot of quarterbacks, or I know a lot of people would like to get their hands on these quarterbacks and um, some big time names. Could you talk about some of these quarterbacks? Could you before you do that? Could you give a little bit about yourself and tell the people exactly what you do and where they can find you? Uh, uh, Tony Ballard, uh, CEO, founder of Hustle Inc. Quarterback Academy, based out of uh, Roswell, Georgia. Um, obviously, uh, I do travel from from state to state in terms of working with uh, some of the most prestige quarterbacks in high school, middle school, and even some guys that are in college. Um, you can find me on Twitter, which is T Ballard, uh, QB coach, or you can find me on also, I mean, on uh, Facebook, basically, um, it's Tony Ballard, and on Instagram, just Hustle Inc. Quarterback Academy. Uh, my uh, website is hustleinkqb.com. So that's primarily where if you can find me on those things or, you know, even pick up the phone and give me a call at 678-849-7037. But I, I think it's exciting to be able to sit here and talk about uh, the talent that is absolutely um, just phenomenal coming out of the state of Georgia. Um, you know, obviously that 2017 class was absolutely loaded uh oh, guys hey, going coach, to college coach it was loaded yes, with one particular guy that i like that i've told many people <laughs> and i've shouted it to the rooftop i think it was the best quarterback that i've ever seen in person uh that's what i do wow. for a living i'm an analyst for um ugasports.com and a few other sites around the internet and around rivals as well i love this mm -hmm. guy man you talk about perfect mechanics and you talk about somebody who's a lot better athlete than people were giving him credit for they were actually running like QB power with this guy and everything like that, but he's just so accurate in the pocket. You're talking about being able to side adjust. You're talking about uh, quick game stuff, being able to go vert. Um, man, if he's mm -hmm. detaching out of the pocket, he's going to square shoulder and, and, and point and shoot to the target, everything you could think of. And that is one, Davis Mills. Could you talk about Davis Mills and, and your relationship with him? Well, I mean, obviously I've known the kid you know, since the fifth grade. Uh, I've been his personal quarterback coach, and, and I've watched the young man develop uh, from middle school to high school, and, and now he's got an opportunity um, where he's going to play college football at the next level um, at Stanford University. I mean, just phenomenal. I mean, I mean, people who know me 
know him, uh, obviously, in terms of how I feel about him. And it's not just, you know, I, I try to be upfront about the quarterback position, whether it's, it's a guy that I've dealt with or I've never seen before, whatever it may be. But I, I try to give an honest opinion. And what separates Davis from, from everybody else is obviously, you know, the intangibles in terms of his mental aspect. Um, he's obviously got the physical attributes being a 6'4", 205 pounds. I mean, he's, he can make every throw. But the, the way that I evaluate quarterbacks, and this is where I think, you know, the rubber hits the road in terms of with Davis, and that is being the fact that coming at a program that he came from GAC, I evaluate a quarterback based on what you do with the talent around you. There was no five stars. There were no power five guys in this program. Um, obviously, yeah, his sophomore year when he eventually took over the starters by, yeah, he had guys like Abernathy and Slayton. Those guys are now at Tennessee and, um, and Auburn. But at the end of the day, the kids lost three games in high school football, took, took his team to two state championship game title, or two state championship games, um, went to a semifinal. Uh, but what you do with the talent that you have around them, he didn't have any of the, the five-star guys in that guy. Better yet, the last two years, I don't even think he had anybody that was going to play Division One football on that football team. And the things that he did with that, with that, with that football team in the last two years was just unreal. Um, so, I, I mean, just Google him. Just look at the tape, and it'll <laughs> tell you what you're looking for in terms of, you know, um, pocket awareness, pocket presence, being able to throw the ball in tight windows. The way I measure quarterbacks is being able – can you throw from the field? I'm sorry, from the boundary to the field on that deep out, that comeback, mm -hmm. that comeback. Can you throw the the nine route right? You know, a lot of people just high school kids are just throwing the ball on the nine route and say, "Go get it." No, 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 no. Being able to drop that ball in the box, things of nature. Can he back shoulder a throw? Do he know how to throw it on time? Those are the things that I think that separates that kid from anybody in the country. And there are a lot of kids that, in, that were in his class coming out of Georgia, whether it was Chase Bryce, Fromm, Bailey Hawkman, you know, uh, 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 Ryan Glover, guys like those guys were very good. They did very good with their high school programs, and that's why those guys are going to college as well. But I just think ultimately a lot of people slept on this kid until he got to a certain point to be able to get side-by-side side with the guys that are already considered to be the elite quarterbacks or whatever. But you, you, you would never find a more consistent quarterback, in my opinion, than that young man there. And that's why he's going to a program where they develop quarterbacks, and obviously he will have an opportunity to be able to compete for that job, you know, in the next couple of years or whatever, because as freshmen, they obviously redshirt their quarterbacks unless it's absolutely necessary to play them. But I'm going to tell you right now, just being able to get to a program of that magnitude and play for Shaw and, and those guys, um, it's, just, it's just, in my opinion, second to none. So I'm excited about him. But when you start talking about that, you start talking about that 2018 class, you know, it's, it's crazy now. I mean, it's, it's, an, it's, it's about three to four, maybe five possible guys in the state. Uh, and I'll, I'm not sure if they're going to be able to, to have the exclusive names that I just named off in terms of those five guys, but they damn sure going to be able to push those guys in terms of being able to, to show what they can do. And I'm excited about basically all of them because I think all of them have, a, have their own – they bring their own knack to the game and they, they all have high skill sets. Um, but I just think that there is, you know, maybe one or two guys I think that people just absolutely don't know much about. And I think before it's all said and done, they're going to surface. All right. So with that being said, uh, there's 
a few guys that I think that will get a ton of shine, but there's one in particular that everybody knows about. Um, could you talk about my man Trevor Lawrence? Ask, first of all, before we even put you in that direction, could you give me your top three quarterbacks for the 2018 class? Top three in the state or in the in the in, in the, the country? State. In the state. Okay, in the in the, in the state, where you know my top three obviously is going to be you know right now based on the body of work that they've done, it will be Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. And then Emory Jones, but I really do believe, honestly, without a shadow of a doubt, I think Fields is knocking on his door. Wow! Is there anybody without a on shot the, of a doubt? Is there anybody knocking on the door to push to push the top three guys that are that are outside that? Well, I mean, when, 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 now when you start doing that, then obviously you still I still gotta go back to body of work. I mean, you got a young man, the kid Jarrett Williams, um, who's who's had some some success in terms of his ability, and obviously the numbers, the wins and losses really don't solidify him, in my opinion, uh, you know, not being able to win as many ball games as you expect him being that type of quarterback. Because, again, I told you how I measure guys about what it is that you do with the talent around you. And, um, and right now I think that his wins and losses um, really, really are a real big deciding factor about how I feel about his skill set. Because, granted, like uh, I mean, earlier we talked about this, and that is he has a skill set, uh, but there are things I'd like to see. I'd like to see his legs get taken away, which means that I want to see can he go through progression reads, you know, things of that nature. How does he read? Is he being taught just to find a guy – uh, you know, most of these high school coaches are just saying, hey, listen, read the, the boundary guy, read the, you know, this guy, the safety, read the flat defender and read off of him. But I want to see him go through a progression read. I want to see him not hit one read and take off and run, but I want to see him go from one to two to three to the check down guy, things of that nature. Most high school teams don't have a check down guy anyway. The check down guy most of the time is probably that high school quarterback because of his athleticism. But, you know, you got a guy like DJ Irons who played at Gainesville, I don't know if y'all if y'all seen his film, but I I think that he has a skill set. I'm I'm not saying that he could possibly be the one, two, or the three, but I think that once he kind of figures out how this position is being played, I think he's just been playing on natural raw ability. Um, I mean he can he he does some freakish things, meaning that you know he could run his own read and and he could take it to the house. I mean, he knows how to get himself out of that phone booth if things should happen. Um, I really, really enjoy watching him. Um, got a chance to really see him work out. Um, but I think, I think being the fact that he's going to be put with some talented young men over at Grayson because he just transferred over there, that's going to be crazy to have that kind of talent around him. So I'm excited to see what he's going to do. And I, I honestly believe – He's the kid that everybody is sleeping on. Everybody is sleeping on. Big six foot four. Um, obviously, he can throw a football, and obviously, he can run. Um, I'd like to see what his mental aspect is a little bit more. Um, but also, too, I'd like to see him. You know, and I think he's got a skill set that still needs to be developed, just like the rest of those young men, because um, you could never you know, not stop working on your craft, whether it's mental or physical, but I'm excited to see him play at Grayson and he absolutely give Grayson another opportunity to win a state championship <laughs> um, before it's all said and done. But I'm, I'm really excited about those guys. And then, you know, last but not coach, coach, before you go into that, I, I got to have my man expound on, on, on the Grayson guy. Go ahead, Coach K. Could you tell us a little bit about your, your experience with Irons? 
Well, much like what Coach Ballard said, I mean, when you watch the kids film, the first thing that that pops out on you is he's looking to throw or he's looking to run. Um, He does a very good job escaping pressure. And another thing that you notice is he's going to always square his shoulders and he's very accurate throwing the ball outside of the pocket, which, you know, is is, is really tough. Can you say that again, Coach? I think he's, he's very accurate when he's throwing the ball outside of the pocket. Oh, okay. I thought you said that. <laughs> when you see it on this film, you know, he's 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 getting away, but, you know, he, he's stopping, he's squaring his shoulders, and he's very accurate throwing the ball down the field. So, you know, it's going to be, like like Coach Ballard just said, it's going to be really fun uh, to get to watch him in the, um, in the Grayson offense. I mean, with the amount of playmakers that he's going to have, so now he's not going to be – called upon to, to to do everything and that tends to help quarterbacks kind of relax and calm down a little bit he doesn't have to make every throw perfect because he has guys that are going to go up and get it uh, he's not gonna he, he doesn't have to worry about overthrowing a guy because i mean we got several guys over there that, that can run under anybody's ball you so think? it's going to just be fun it's going to be really fun watching him um this season all right coach so back to you coach ballard um your top three. Oh, you got somebody else oh, my top three well, I mean, there's, you know, there's a, you know, I'll be the first one to say this, and there's a young man that, you know, he came from North Carolina. He just transferred into Roswell, mm-hmm. uh, Cordell Littlejohn. Um, okay. You know, very athletic kid, uh, nice delivery. So you can never kind of count out a young man of that count. And he has football experience he he's played some games um i think he was a start in his high school in north carolina for 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 two years um maybe three if i if i had to guess it right um but but he he'll probably be a guy that can you know you know roswell's always been a team to also have some athletes being put around him we know that john ford has left and he's gone to buford but um don't just don't just discredit roswell just yet um, but I do like that young man. All these kids that we just named, you know, with the, you know, and I think Trevor Lawrence is starting to experience this now, and that is all these kids that we just talked to are 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 very, very good at extending plays with their legs, whether they're taking off or whether they're giving themselves buying time to go through another progression or things of that nature as they, as they move outside of the pocket. But Trevor Lawrence is starting to do that a little bit too because I had an opportunity to see him play uh, live last year against Woodward, and I saw a throw that I, I never really believed that a high school kid could make that throw, uh, going out of bounds and throwing a ball back across his body on a laser where the ball never got off the ground six feet. Never. It didn't got off that ground. And it was just a straight dart. And, I mean, and I mean, he's a freakish of a kid, too, so he's starting to show a little bit of athletic ability. But, but in my opinion, when it comes down to, you know, being able to, to have the entire package, and 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 and, and, and if, if Trevor Lawrence can develop that little bit of that athletic ability because of the fact that he's committed to uh, to uh, Clemson, um, then he's going to do very well. But right now, I don't think it's close when it comes to that dual threat. When it comes to that dual threat, I think that Justin Fields is absolutely on another planet. Um, I mean, I'd like to see him um, in terms of now as going into his senior year. I'd like to see him 
take his legs away as well and maybe go through a progression read. Maybe now go through one, two, and then he's the third read, which means he's taking off. I'd like to see that a little bit because, you know, in college football, you know, they're going to box him in. They're going to take certain of those things away. So now I want him to kind of get into that mode of being comfortable of learning how to go through a progression read. And I know he didn't really have that much talent and that much time around him or whatever, but I think going into his senior year, I think he's got to now start to develop that instinct of going through a progression of basically also to being able to identify the coverage right at the snap and know right away where to go with the ball. And I think that was a, a situation also too where we go back to Davis, that Davis did better than anybody because he did so much classroom, so much film study. It was only so much you were really going to be able to do to him. He knew exactly where to go with the ball, and the ball was out of his hand. That's what I want to see with Justin Fields. I see that to a certain extent already with Trevor Lawrence because he can make absolutely every throw. But going forward, I'd love to see Justin Fields get to that situation. And if he can start to develop that, I tell you right now, y'all better watch out. There are going to be some problems in college football. He could probably, in my opinion, I think he is on the same path of probably doing the things that Cam did at Auburn. I mean, I think he could be that much different than everybody. He's big. He's physical. He's 6'3". He's 200 and X amount of pounds. Um, he ran a 4-4 or 4-something. Laser. A 4-5-1. Laser. I mean, uh, he's got tremendous hand size. I mean, he's a physical specimen. So I really do see him, if he continues to develop and understand the game, the mental part of the game, understand the progression, I think he will be – he could do what Cam did at Auburn in that one year. He could do that in a program. All right, so you want to um, expound on what makes Emory Jones special? I like Emory. Uh, I think Emory em, – em, now, one thing I, I have to say about Emory that I think Emory's got to work on, Emory's got to learn how to stay injury-free. Emory's injury injury been banged up the last couple of years, whether it was a, a leg injury or whether it was an ACL, a AC, AC injury in his shoulder. Um, but I, one thing I do like, because I saw him down at the Future 50, and he's still on that AC, that AC injury – he was gutting it out, and he was making some throws that I was like, and he had to be about 70%. Um, I do like that. One thing I'd like to see him, now another thing too, I'd like to see him dominate that division where he's coming from in Heard County. I mean, when I say dominate, I mean just, just, just take everything by storm. Just run away with it. That will tell me what kind of level that he's on, in my opinion, because when you dominate, 2A, 3A football where there's nobody even close, that tells me that you're about two years ahead of your game. That's exactly how I also measure in terms of quarterback, in terms of your development. Uh, you know, you got a lot of guys who are on par. Yeah, okay, everybody, everybody can be a good high school quarterback, but let's talk about now being able to separate yourself from the pack. And if you can separate yourself from the pack on a consistent level, consistent basis down in that where he plays at, I think Emory will do fine. Um, I, I I would question the fact of going to Ohio State, in my opinion, uh, but that, that, that's just my opinion. I think that he's got a skill set that he could play somewhere else and play real early. I don't know how early he'll play at Ohio State because of, you know, the guys that he already have in place, you know, whether they got the uh, – Dwayne Haskins. Braxton Miller's, 
they got Braxton Miller, then they got Dwayne Haskins, who's supposed to be that dude, and then now you get Tate Martell right mm-hmm. behind him, and you get Emory. Is there is that a one year wonder, or you know you're gonna wait on your senior year to hit it, or could Emory be the guy that has to transfer in two years? Because he may not get the playing time. I'm not sure. I'm not saying that he's not a competitor because I think he is. But I just that quarterback room looks to be very, very uh, cloudy, which means that there is some there. There could be some problems there. It's, it's, it's too many people in that quarterback room and too much talent. So I mean, but at the end of the day, you know, that's just that's just my opinion. I'm always to the point of telling my guys, go where you can get on the field and play. Let's, let's, let's go, you know, because you look at it, the last two guys in the last draft, the first two guys were taken in the draft, obviously, with the kid from South Dakota and the kid from Memphis. You know, God, I mean, think about it. If you could play, look at it. They're going to be able to find you. So I'd like for him. I'd, I'd wish he would he would have went somewhere else. But, you know, I'm all for it. I enjoy watching him play. He's a great kid, um, things of that nature. He's got a great skill set. I'd like to see him bulk up a little bit more, too, being able to run that zone read and that RPO at the next level, especially in Big Ten football. I'd like to see him bulk up and get in that weight room a little bit more and maybe walk into Ohio State at about 210 pounds. Okay. Coach K, could you give me a quick assessment on some of the guys that we talked about um, out of those five, um, outside of DJ, of course, that you've already talked about? Um, Could you start with Jaron Williams? Um, like like Coach Ballard said, you know, Jaron's an interesting guy. He's he's a big kid, has a big arm. Um, you know, he hasn't you know hasn't won a lot of games as a starting quarterback. And again, you know, I I I, I use the reference of, of Tom Brady. You know, I tell people all the time, you can't tell me five All Pro receivers that he's had during his time with the Patriots, and all he does is win. He makes guys around him better, and and I would like to see that a little more out of Jaron. Um, you know. Win, win some bigger games. I don't think he's, you know, won, won many big games. I think this year was the first year that he's made it to the playoffs, and they were, I think, four and six. They finished the season four and seven. Um, you know, much to, to how Tony feels about the quarterback guys, I think Justin Fields' kid, to me, personally, is the best quarterback in the 2018 class. Um, he, he and Trevor are two totally different quarterbacks, but I like this kid because he can be a pocket passer, because he can escape, because he's so big, because he's so fast. He just gives you so much more, and he's done it at a higher level. And not saying that Trevor can't do it at a 7A program, but Justin has. Um, this guy almost single-handedly, single, single well, excuse me, 6A, he almost single-handedly beat Tucker this year. Talked to some of the guys over at Tucker, and they felt like that he was the best quarterback that they've seen in high school football in a very long time. And that's saying a lot because of some of the guys that Tucker has played in that rich tradition of a program. So, again, I mean, kudo, I, I love Trevor. He's a great kid, great dad, big time, big time, big time prospect. But for what I like to do with my quarterbacks and, and uh, or I would like to see out of a quarterback if I was the coach, I like Justin Fields. Uh, again, man, this kid ran four five one on a laser. So, that translates to a low 4-4 hand time, and he's 6'3", 221, and, he, and he's not a very old kid. I mean, he did everything over 10 feet standing long jump. I mean, he did everything that you want to see out of a, of a quarterback. And, again, like Tony spoke about, the wins and losses. This guy took his team, I think, to the second round, maybe the first round of the playoffs, and he doesn't have very <laughs> – I don't think he has any, you know, Power 5 or Division 1 guys – around him that he's playing with and again you know he just 
he was able to make play after play after play after play in big games. He was just able to light it up. So, you know, not no disrespect to any one of these kids. Obviously, Trevor's rated number one for a reason. But like Tony said, I think that Justin is 1B. I, I really believe that, that, he's, that he's 1B. Both of those kids are absolutely talented. I mean, let's, let's, let, let's, let, let's call a spade a spade. Both of them are absolutely as talented as they come in, in terms of that quarterback position. And obviously what Trevor did with the talent around him and taking them to a, a state championship uh, title, uh, that's, that's what you expect out of that. And he obviously, in my opinion, was clearly the, the MVP, the most valuable player on the field every, every single night. And he showed it. He proved it. So, um, you know, kudos and hats off to that young man in terms of what he's done, not just this year, but last year as well. All right, so I'd be remiss if I didn't ask, since this is a, uh, a show that has a heavy Georgia influence as far as where it's placed at, um, Jake Fromm, where would he be at amongst these group of um, five people that we talked about? Uh, we'll start with you first, Coach K. Well, it's funny that you asked this question because the other night, Tony and I, we, we had this heated debate about the 17 class versus the 18 class and where would you rank mm. the guys? And mm. obviously, we, we, we came to the conclusion that, you know, Trevor Lawrence would be number one in 17 and 18. I'm, I'm sorry, huh? excuse oh, me. Oh, I'm, I'm oh, sorry. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Who is weak Davis Mills, Davis Mills, Davis Mills would be number one in both 17 and 18, but two would be Trevor Lawrence. Three was Justin Fields. Four was was uh did we say was it from or was it Chase Bryce? It was from. It was from then Chase Bryce mm-hmm. and, and down the line. So we you know we both had we both agreed that From would be fourth in uh in 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 the 2017-18 class combined. But again, you know, very solid quarterback. You know, I think he he, he reminds a lot of people of, of the Murray kid that played at Georgia. Yep, sir. Um, and and you know he's gonna do really good things um, down at Georgia. But I just, you know, me personally, and we spoke about this a little earlier. I hope that Georgia can find a way to get back in the race with these three guys in this state because I don't care three? what talent, what talent. I'm talking about an 18 class. I don't care what talent you have around you. If you do not have a guy at the quarterback position that can make plays, you're going to keep going eight and five. I mean, and that's just that's just what it is. You can you cannot lose Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and Emory Jones. And the, the biggest and the biggest indictment you lose Justin Fields and Emory Jones to Big Ten programs. Okay, it's a long way to go. Still in their recruitment, it's not over with yet, and we all know that anything can happen. But quarterbacks typically are guys who, when they commit, you don't see them do the flip flop thing very often. Am I correct, Tony? You don't. You typically don't see you, that. You, you're correct on some of the things you said. And let, let's go back to about the Georgia situation. Okay, there is nothing Georgia will be able to do. They are going to miss on these quarterbacks. At least I know they're going to miss on at least the top three. Here's the reason why. I mean, let, let, let's 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 be smart here. Let's 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 think. Okay, and that is if I am Emory Jones, Trevor Lawrence, or to the fact of being uh, uh, Justin Fields, I wouldn't consider Georgia. Here's the reason why. Why would I need to consider Georgia technically because their quarterback situation looks damn good for the next five years, at least the next five years. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll it's, tell it you why good. you consider it. Uh, no, 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 hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, let me finish. Let me finish. 
Let me finish. Let me finish. If, 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 if not, then I'm going to become an Alabama. Alabama has three five-star quarterbacks who just transferred out in a matter of 16 months because the freshman came in there and took the job. If I am a junior like Cooper Bateman and all those guys, I got to get away from Alabama. Why? Because I want to play. I, this, this kid right now is going to be the guy. He's that, he's that dude. He's not the guy that, that will leave school early to go to the NFL. He's, he, he will, Hurts will be a damn good college football quarterback. And, 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 and I don't care what nobody says, he will be the guy in the future. He will be the guy in the fall and will continue to be that guy for the next four years. So when that quarterback room is, is cloudy like that where a freshman is the guy as a junior or a rising senior or a redshirt sophomore, I got to get out because what am I going to do? I'm going to sit here and wait on a guy to get hurt? I'm going to wait on him to get ineligible? No, 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 no. So we go back to the, to the Georgia thing. Obviously, you, you, you got a quarterback who's starting as a freshman, okay? You, you, got, you, you got one to start. Say that again, Coach. That's Jacob Eason. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, you got Jacob Eason there. Then you got Fromm coming in there, dude. What, what, I'm going to sit and wait as as a as a as coming in as a 19. I mean, an 18. Absolutely not. Oh, I see. I see what Coach K is getting at. Then, but, then but here's Coach, my point. Okay, so Fromm? Trevor Lawrence is going to Clemson, where Chase Bryce and Hunter Johnson and Zarek Cooper are all in front of him. Mm-hmm. So, but my thing is this: I think. Again, Trevor Lawrence is better than Jake Fromm. So who's to say that he will go there and sit behind him? And again, I think Justin mm. Fields is better than Jake Fromm. Mm. So again, and Georgia quarterback room is not full. They only got re- what really two guys. They don't know what Rams is going to well, do. So again, that's he won't a be there anyway. After, after right? That's well, when I say when I when I when I when, when I say full. I mean, I'm talking about in full in terms of the, of guys being able to get on the field. We ain't talking about no walk on. Well, well, We're not talking about no no guy they just offer just to fill the quarterback room because of the fact they need bodies. Not they want them, they need no bodies. There's there is no way. Right? Again, Easton's a sophomore this year. Okay, these yep. guys are rising seniors. So by the time they step foot on campus, we don't know Easton could leave after his junior year. They redshirt the guy. You come in. You 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 win the job. You you're three four three or four year starter. I just think that no matter mm-hmm. the the caliber of quarterbacks that these guys are, I, I just any school that they go to, they're gonna have to compete for the job. We know that it's just nature of the beast. But I just think that the the you Georgia's obviously trying to go towards a dual threat type quarterback. You look at the eighteen guys that they've been offering here of late. All have been dual threat, dual threat, dual threat guys. So there's something to what they're trying to get to. And you have two of the three top quarterbacks in the state that are dual threat guys. But it's still, again, you can't miss on a Trevor Lawrence. You cannot lose on offensive and defensive linemen that are the best in your state at their respective position. And you cannot lose on the best quarterback in the country in your backyard. That's just my opinion. Well, I mean, I mean, you, 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 to a certain extent, you are absolutely right. But when you say you can't miss, you know, it still becomes to a part where half that becomes the fact of what the Lawrence family wants to do, and and, and the Lawrence family obviously believes it's a better fit to be at Clemson and a better opportunity to be able to play early 
at Clemson. That that's what I'm saying. They, they it, it, you, when you look at when you look at Jake East and you look at Fromm, as quiet as it, as, as it may be, and people may think that Fields or Trevor Lawrence is better than than Jake Fromm or whatever it may be. Jake Fromm is a lunch pill kind of guy. He is going to do everything that you necessarily necessarily need to do. I've said this once, and I'm going to say this one more time. The minute if if Jacob Eason has a slight little bit of a setback, I expect Jake Fromm to take that and go running. Wow. That's the type of dude that Jake Fromm is. Jake Fromm is that kind of guy. I'm not saying that he's going to woo you, he's going to wow you, he's going to destroy the SEC. I'm telling you, he's the type of dude that if you give him an inch, he's going to turn that into a yard, and it's all over after that. Now, with the fact that with the Trevor Lawrence situation – I believe that situation is a little bit more different than what you think. I think, in, in my opinion, I think Trevor Lawrence has a has a has an agenda that he could possibly go in there and play at Clemson because Clemson now is in a quarterback issue, whether it's the uh, uh, the, the, the Kelly kid or whether it's Jared Cooper, you know, things of that nature. So I'm, in my opinion, and I know he looks good in a pair of shorts. He does. But I'm, in my opinion, when the when the lights are on, the bullets are flying. I'm not too sold on Hunter Johnson. Oh wow! Okay, That's big, but, man. but tell me this: so you still don't have I've that seen same it. feeling? You still don't have that same feeling? I feel the same way about Trevor Lawrence coming to Georgia. I feel the same way. I feel the same way that you what you just said to me. Georgia has least. The, the least amount of obstacle for him to get on the field than 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 Clemson does because again I think that the the dark horse sleeper at Clemson is Chase Bryce just like you spoke about from being that lunch pail kid Chase Bryce is the same thing he's that type of kid if he gets an opportunity to get on the field and make plays he's going to but again Kelly Bryant's a what junior this year and then you got Zarek Cooper who's a red shirt freshman then you got Hunter Johnson who's an early enrollee so that that's huge has a jump, then Chase Bryce is coming in, then the following year you bring in Trevor Lawrence. So, again, that's here's four, here, four guys. Here, here's, okay, so well, here, if, here's if, where I'm going to go. Kelly Bryant has a really good year this year, okay, and, and he's the, uh, uh, the the junior starter this year, and then turns around and does it again his senior year. Okay, I just don't think Trevor's the kid that's going to go and sit behind anybody. He's too good. I just think he's too good of a quarterback okay. to go so, to high uh, school and sit and wait. Okay, so you just – you made you made a, a a a good point. You made a point about Chase Bryce. You're absolutely right. I feel that he's the lunch pill kind of guy as well. Doesn't do a lot of things that woos you, but he's very effective in all the things that he do. He can manage a game. He can make every throw. Here and you and I have talked about this as well. So when we start talking about Chase Bryce, here's the situation when I think about Chase Bryce. Here's where and I love Chase Bryce. That I've known Chase since he was in the seventh grade. I've worked with him, all this kind of stuff like that. He is my dude. But if we're going to be realistic about something when it comes to Chase Bryce, here's my problem with Chase right now. I'm not necessarily thinking that he loves football the way that people think he loves it. Here's my ultimate reason why I say that. Because he obviously plays baseball. I think he's got an agenda. So, so with that being said, and here's the reason why I think that the Clemson thing is just his background. I think I think he he likes it. I don't necessarily think he loves football because here's the reason why. Because if he wants to get on the field, he wants to play. In my opinion, I would not have went to Clemson. 
I, we spoke about this. I would have gone to Michigan State if if I were if there I are, had to make the decision for Chase. I, I would have out of going to Michigan State. I could I could name all six schools that told me up front that Chase would have been their dude. Well, let me you know ask you saying? this, Tony. So, do, do you agree on this? That so we'll go back to Trevor Lawrence. I think that there are two schools that he does flip. He wants to chase. Hey, Coach, you kind of broke up. Could you repeat that? Yeah, you were breaking up. Okay, I, I said that. Flip back to Trevor Lawrence. If he if he did decide to flip his commitment, I said there are two schools that I feel like he would go in day one as the starter, and one is Florida and one is LSU. What do you think about that? I don't know if he goes to LSU as a starter because Miles Brennan is, is it will be there, and Miles Brennan is as good as advertised. I'm not sure about that. Um, the 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 quarterback situation in Florida is 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 stupid. Bad. I don't know. I, it's, it's bad. I mean, right. you know, I, I'm I'm still waiting on Felipe Franks to be that dude. Okay, I I I'm not the one to kind of rain on kids' parade. But Jake Allen is not who I thought he was. I, I think I think yeah, he's he's extremely skittish. Coach, he's extremely skittish in the pocket. I seen him throwing chucking duck. Uh Jake I don't know about Jake Allen, just like you said, man. Well, I've I've seen him. I've seen him in person. Um I he's not as good as advertised, in my opinion. It, it, that's just my opinion. Don't make it right, don't make it wrong. But I think Trevor Lawrence, had he went to Florida, there would have been there would have been Two kids transferring out of that school, <laughs> quick, right. I quick. But 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 again, you know, and 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 right now, if, if 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 because of the body of work, and I keep going back to this, because of the body of work and the things that I've seen this young man do, I'm gonna take Trevor Lawrence all day. I'm gonna, because I still don't know, I still don't understand, I still don't, I still don't know the the mental aspect of. Of, of Justin Fields just yet because of things that I'd like to see him do that I've already seen with Trevor. You see what I'm saying? So I'm still taking I'm still taking Trevor Lawrence as, as that dude right now. I'm uh, he, I'm taking him no matter no no matter what. Behind, but number two behind Davis but, Mills in the seventeen eighteen quarterback derby. Yeah, I mean I mean uh, I, I, absolutely. I, I, I mean I mean. It goes down to oh yeah, I'd love to have seen Davis Mills with, with, with that kind of talent that Trevor had, or whatever, whatever talent Chase Bryce had, or what Farm is at, or what Bailey Hawkman is at. Oh, we can oh we can sit all day long. Oh, man, forgot about him. We we've seen we've seen we've seen some talent that these guys have had, and these guys have done a good job with them. But I would have loved to see Davis Mills with those kind of guys. But but ultimately, with that whole situation in terms of the Georgia. Um, I mean, I still, I think, I think what Georgia needs to do is because they have Fromm and they have Easton. I think Georgia has to go get a. Uh, I would, I would be surprised if Georgia went and got a grad transfer or one comes in. Here's and here's where I'm going with this because they don't know what that the young man is going to do uh, that they got from Canada County who's got another year. I would say that they go get a grad transfer, right? A grad transfer, somebody's played, and what they do. Is they don't use up Jake's farm redshirt year. They redshirt him. They don't put him on the field. They and they, and now I've got me a gap between him and Jacob Easton because when if Jacob Easton has a great year and he plays as a junior and he leaves, 
and that from is not due. That's where I tell you there's a problem with the Justin Fields and the Trevor Lawrence is going there because you got to think about that in terms of that. Georgia is a program. Georgia ain't, ain't that doggone lost that they don't understand that their quarterback room is so weak right now. They got to go find them a grad, a grad transfer, just a body, you know, because we always talk about this in terms of the quarterback. We have four guys you got to have. You got to have the starter, the backup, the developer, and the doggone scout team. That's what you got to have. And right now, they don't have the backup. And the backup is the guy that has to have the experience to have played just in case something happens to Jacob Eason. So I say that's what they're missing. And if they can get that guy, then their developer guy will obviously be Jake Fromm, and then they find that the developed guy is always the future, and then they find them a guy to bring in the quarterback room just to get a body. And that's why I see Georgia offer – what's that? Do you agree that they still – I just – this is and, – and, again, I could be wrong. I, I mean, I could be wrong. They, have a they, 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 they are missing. They, they do get, miss. They have to get one of these three guys. Because you know it ain't going to happen. That, but I I know, but 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 again, you missed on Davis Mills. You missed on Hogman. You missed on Bryce. You got from. I I think they needed to get two guys in this quarterback. But but Coach K, does does they necessarily have to get these guys from Georgia because they have guys that they've offered all around the country? I mean, right, but, right, but, right. But I no, you're right. But the this whole the whole recruiting uh, staple for Georgia has been the. Keep keep everybody at home. Yeah, you I know, got you. That, that, that's where I'm coming from. Well, but they have about a million offers out to to out of state cats. All like for this 2018 class, it seems like it's mostly out of state cats. Right, but but again, look, let, let's be I'm honest. Come all look across the did. board. Right, but look what they did on on the recruiting trail, the 2017 class. So obviously they, they have a plan. It. They they killed it. They have a plan. They know what they're doing. Let, first and foremost, we're we're here just talking about Georgia kids, and I just feel like again. This is, again, this is my personal opinion. I just feel like being it, it being Georgia, it being Georgia, you cannot lose the these caliber guys out of your state. That that's just my opinion. And, but when we're talking about recruiting, like we we got to find a way to get one of these guys, like the Deshaun this, Watson theory. Right. Well, 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 well. Here's here's the deal with that Watson, and I do I agree with what you're saying, but they didn't miss on Hockman. You know why they didn't miss on Hockman? Hockman wasn't a fit for them. And right. Remember this: you 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 got four guys. You you got. I mean, it, 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 we can sit here all day long and say A B C D F G. But when you got four guys, four guys that was in the top twenty in the country, uh, top twenty five in the country between Davis, From Hockman, and Chase Bryce, you got it's four. It's in the Georgia. Right. Kudos to that. They got one. Shit, they got one of them. Okay, but here, here you go they, again. But here you go, and again, I'm strictly speaking from a recruiting strategy standpoint. You're the quarterback. Well, guy. all the, they they all offer they offer all those guys except Chase Bryce. Right. So, again, the, however, they offer them whether one was first or one was at the the eleventh hour or one was just a guinea pig just to grab the next guy. However, they did it. I, I still think they they got at least one. Right, but I, I, I'm just saying again, from a recruiting standpoint, from your mantra, uh-huh. we're trying to lock down George, we're trying to keep it home. You got to get one of these guys in the 18 class. That's just my opinion. You know, I, I just uh, okay, like, I, 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 you, you understand where I'm coming from? I, I'm just yeah, saying. but unfortunately, I, I understand what you're saying, but be, this is the reason why I say it can't work because you're talking about three guys. Now, maybe they can come back door and and depending on how DJ Irons develops. 
maybe maybe DJ Ernst can be a guy that's showing them that he could do things, and maybe the third or the fourth game they could put an offer on the table. When you talk about those top three guys right there, you talk about those top three guys, they ain't gonna never get those guys because those guys got those guys want to play. Right, but you those guys are gonna want to play. About Emory going to a crowded quarterback room at Ohio State. I oh, absolutely. I think that I don't think he's the one. I think he's the one guy of the three. That 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 could be the guy that that they end up stealing down the line. I, I just really do. It's just just my personal opinion. It's just how I feel because again, they're making an effort. The the offers that they're putting out here, okay, they're making a conscious effort to offer dual threat guys. Why? Because that is something obviously that they want to go to. I mean, I mean, right or wrong. You look at the offers that they've given out late. It's been dual threat, dual threat, dual threat, dual threat, dual. They're trying to find a dual threat guy they're trying i mean do you agree you think so you think I, they're I, trying to find I, a dual threat oh yeah the, man they threw out dorian the thompson robinson from um from bishop gorman i don't know uh, no 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 here's, here's the deal here's, here's i don't agree with that i don't think they're trying to find a dual threat i just think that after they've gone to who they want for a pro style or who they like yeah, i got you I the next guys going. are the dual threats the next guys are the dual threat the next top guys are the dual threat D- DJ Irons don't have anybody. That's a great here's point. The guy we talked Ooh. about on on a, on a national level, the Archer Archer Satowski kid. That with the Miami that's the one I got it. That we felt like, that's like, the one. How do you not offer this guy right here? How? That's the guy who I thought Georgia should have went after tremendously. That the fact that when Trevor Lawrence decided to go to Clemson, I could I could show you a text message and I I sent it to. I sent it to somebody over there. I sent it to Cheney. And I said, Cheney, oh boy. this guy right here is the guy that I think can absolutely do damage at your school and being able to push everybody. And I now, said, I'm not I saying that he would have went there. With Marshall, I sent it to Marshall. I sent it to Mel. I did the same thing. I sent his film to, to those guys down there. I, I, just, said, this is I saw him throw live. I saw him throw live. And, and I just think that, one, he's a big old 6'4", 6'5", Poland, Polish guy, whatever, that can flat out throw a football. And I enjoy it. I, I love watching them throw the football. And I've seen them side by side with Dorian Thompson. I've seen him with Casey Thompson. I've seen him with all these guys in a camp. And I, I, I just thought that, that, that he could flat out throw a football. That's a guy that I think everybody kind of slept on. And Miami just came in here and just stole him. Great pickup. Period. Great, great pickup. Great pickup for them. Great pickup. They also offered a guy named Joe it. Milton, coach. You, are you familiar, familiar with Joe Milton? I know. Yes, I am. I know exactly who Joe Milton is. Absolutely. I think he's, I think he's a tremendous quarterback as well. He's, his body of work is just un, is, uh, unprecedented. I mean, he's, he's done some great things. Um, but, again, I still like to see these guys live. I've seen some of these guys on film, mm-hmm. and I like to see them live. I like to see the ball come off Me their too. hand. I like to see what their footwork is. I I'd, I'd kind of like to get that mental aspect to kind of see what they what they're thinking, you know, things of those nature, whatever. That's what I get so infatuated about in terms of with the quarterback spot, and that's the it's the intangibles of understanding how the game is being played. Not are you just playing the game? Do you understand exactly how this game is being played? And when you could talk ball with these kids and kind of get an understanding and brainstorm with them, then you know what you're dealing with. Then you'll know whether or not that's stuff that they do on Friday night physically matches with the mental aspect or are they being told where to go into football? Certainly. That's certainly. just me. Hey, I'm like that too, coach. I got to see low lights 
as well as highlights, man. I can't be like, my man Coach K, though, is different, man. He only wants to see highlights. <laughs> he only wants to see huddle. And he only needs like 30. He only needs 35 <laughs> seconds to tell you if a, if a, if a, if a kid's a star or not. And, and, and he's right, question, too. Though, in them 35 seconds, how many times have I been wrong? <laughs> that's what I say. You, you, hey. I give you, I give you your props. You be right about that, but hey, man, I got to see the low lights. Thirty-five baby. seconds. <laughs> all, hey, dude, I've been around the college coaches so much, bro. It, it's crazy. Like, I, I, I think because their their mind, bro, it's, it's crazy how their mind like works in six second vines. Like, it doesn't take long at all to 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 gather information and to see what they need and to to process it and, and keep it going. Just like today with that transcript you sent me, Murph. You said that thing to me. How fast did I have those numbers back to you? Like 35 <laughs> seconds. 35 seconds. Because, again, man, when you, you start doing this stuff and you start seeing it, you be around these college guys, you start hearing the way they talk, the things that they're looking for, the, the things that jump off the table to them to make them say, bam, this kid is an offer. I've sat in meetings, and, 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 and Tony, as you, you have as well, you sit in these meetings and you, you listen to them talk about kids, man, and you start thinking and, and, and just 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 like them, we talk every day and we talk football every day. And it's crazy how some of the stuff that, that, that we talk about um, that we just talked about on this show that I mean, this wasn't planned. We're just here talking about football and, and guys. And, we you know, and I hope that nobody takes what we're saying personal. This is just a personal opinion. You know, it's not we're not right. We're not wrong. We're just giving our opinion on, on kids and what we like and, and, and different things like that. But th- throughout the evaluation process, man, you just. You start to think and talk and speak like these college coaches because you've been around them so long and you know exactly what it is that they're looking for, highs and lows of, of, mm-hmm. of, of each thing. Like I'm I'm huge on, you know, a lot of people say, well, film doesn't lie. Yes, it does. Some kids look bigger on film than, than they really are. Some look faster on film than they really are. Some look slower. And then guess what? You see kids dominate kids on film but when you bring them to that college camp on campus and now they're facing like-minded kids other four-star kids they're not that same guy that you saw on film so again the evaluation process man takes it's a slippery slope you 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 know you never know that's why a lot of offers a lot of this stuff is projection you know you look at body type you look at you know the way the kid moves and you're projecting as to what you think this kid will be once you get him on campus you bulk him up you coach him up and you teach him your scheme how now would this kid be because a lot of times when you see a five star like like we'll use D'Angelo Gibbs for an example I personally think that D'Angelo Gibbs was the best receiver in the country for the class 2017 I saw this kid do things with how big, how fast, how strong and physical that he was. I saw him make catches and do things that were so easy to him. Like it was just it was just absolutely natural. I personally think that that's where he should play on the offensive side of the ball at Georgia. And Tony, all year long, what did I tell everybody that, that the X factor was for our offense was D'Angelo Gibbs, just yes no? Oh, no question. He's just too big. He's too physical. He's too fast. He's too gifted. He's too talented at at the wide receiver position. You know, I can find 100 guys to do what he does on defense. I can find 100 guys. I cannot name or find 100 guys that can do what he does on the offensive side of the ball. So, again, you know, it's just it's projection. It, it, it's, it's film study. It's evaluation. It's and you, say, and you, say De, you say D'Angelo was – you thought he would be the he – he was the number one receiver in the country? Right. I, I absolutely did. I mean, he, he, I mean, he's talented. He, he, he's a freak. He's a freak of nature. He can just he do what he wants. Now, but when you talk about that receiver, I think he could do it. 
I don't think he would have been the number one guy if he'd have played that he on played a year-round basic. Right, right, oh yeah, right, if, he, okay, if he'd have been that, if that would have been his one hundred percent that that's where he was playing. There, I don't think it's nobody would have been able to cover him because I mean, he, I've seen him do things that you like. Did he really just do that? He could just do whatever he wanted to do out there. But you know, I mean, it is what it is. Shallow running down the field, full speed, turns around, one hand up, the opposite hand. No. Nope. Snatches the ball nope. and, and takes it to the house. I mean, the only guy that I really thought who clearly separated themselves from the pack in terms of wide receiver in the country is the young man that's going to Florida State that went to Trinity Christian. No way, no way. The, the, I disagree. Percent with you, Jerry listen, Judy. What's his name? Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy. No, 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 no. Best receiver you, in the country. You said, <laughs> listen. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you why. With it. I'm gonna tell you why they're getting kid Tristan. Trinity Christian. First of all, they ain't have nobody who could throw the ball from me to you, okay? And if we were standing next to each other, okay? Number one, it's, it, like, you right. People have always said film don't lie. But the things that you couldn't see on film because he couldn't get it to you, he showed you that with a pair of shorts. I, I, I've seen that with my own eyes. It don't matter. I think that it was – he was – it didn't matter who to deal with. Yeah, that, that, the, the young man uh, – What's the young man name going to Alabama? He's Jerry Judy. Watson. Yeah. Jerry Judy. Yeah, he's phenomenal. He's phenomenal. But I think that once they get to the next level and somebody put them hands on him, but listen, it's coach, over. Hey, listen, both of y'all, I got some guy that you can't put your hands on, and I see him straight dominate everybody. And it was at our five-star challenge. If he wasn't hurt, even though he was hurt, he had cats spinning like a top. He was faster and bigger than everybody. He reminded me of the, like, the next Julio Jones, and that was Donovan Peoples-Jones out in, out in oh. Michigan. He's oh. nasty. That, that, <laughs> I saw him out in the. I saw him out in the opening. Ooh. But but again, D'Angelo Gibbs is that guy if he focused just on offense. Yeah, if he, yeah. If he was just offense, if he was just on offense. If he put the time in, put the right, work he's, in. Yeah. He's, he's he's that he he's that guy. And again, he's playing football here in Georgia against top flight competition week in and week out. If he if D'Angelo focuses strictly on wide receiver, he will be unstoppable in the SEC. I mean, it's just it just is what it is. I played the position. If he put, played it at the highest level. If he level. put the work in. If he focuses at receiver, which I think he is, I think he's a receiver. Okay, if he focuses strictly on that, he will call. He will be the next great receiver at uh, the University of Georgia. I agree. All right, there you have it. All right, last word from you, Coach Coach Ballard, and we're we're out of here. Oh man, I, I appreciate you you guys uh, having me on the show. Good chance to you know talk some ball, um, do what we do, and and being able to to evaluate these young men, and um, it, it's been a joy to watch all these kids, and uh, continue uh, success to every last one of these kids going forward. Um, but at the end of the day, let's make sure that you know getting all these offers are all fine and dandy, all that stuff is great, but make sure we get something from these universities when you get there, because they're gonna get four years out of you. You make sure you get that degree from them when you get there. That's that's my Pet peeve right there. Get something out of that university or that college because they're going to get four years of banging your tail up out of you. All right, cool. I like that. But I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about Jacob Easton's prospects for his sophomore season and some of the stuff that you saw um, that you didn't necessarily like on film or some of the stuff that you did like on film um, real quick before we got here. Well, one is, uh, you know, you know, one thing he's got to do going for for his for his sophomore year, he's got to learn how to throw the ball on time which means that he can't hold on to the ball. He's got to learn how to anticipate 
throw guys out of breaks. That's one thing that the windows get so much smaller at every single level. Guys, even though guys are on their hips, they're still open. So learn how to throw the ball uh, in the small windows. His ball placement has got to be the key. Don't hang on. Make a decision with the football and let it go. Trust his eyes, trust his feet, and damn sure trust his arm. I tell you like this, I'm going to be honest with what I, I really do believe. Jacob Eason is going to have a breakout year, which means I think his sophomore year is going to be phenomenal. I think that a, a year already in the system in the SEC football, I look for him to do good things there. And what's going to help the fact is that because he's gotten those two running backs back, I think that's a key. Now the route receiver position is is a little bit strange right now, but I look forward to him having a, a pretty good year as long as he's done done those things that we talked about because. He held on the ball way too long last year. He made bad decisions with the football, but I just think that's a bar growth. Um, so I, I look forward to the young man having a, a pretty doggone good year and probably being a guy that, you know, is going to basically, in my opinion, be rated one of those best quarterbacks in college football year, in my opinion. All right, another thing real quick, because I know people are going to be hate if I didn't ask this, but – uh, being in a multiplicative scheme where you're talking about 13 personnel, 12 personnel, uh, at sometimes mm-hmm. 22 personnel, uh, quick game mm-hmm. stuff, targeting the tight ends, uh, being able to spread spread you out horizontally, and then taking those deep shots. Is that a scheme that fits his particular skill set? Or because everybody's always like, oh, jump in 10 personnel and, and empty and, and just let them throw. But I, I think me personally, I love a type of scheme to where I know that he's doing stuff that you're going to see at the next level and, and um, being able to. Uh, turn his with a back to the basket play action fakes and being able to uh, move and, and and look at the and dictate from the safeties and everything like that. It's just straight NFL type stuff. Should he be in a more college type easy one read type offense? Well, in, in my opinion, based on where he came from, I thought he would have done well in a a Washington offense. Got offense like that where. He can flat out throw it 40, 50 times again. I think that's his skill set. But obviously, he has aspirations of playing at the next level. So what is he going to need to do? Make sure that he understands the terminology, the verbiage. Most of these kids are, are, are in high school football where basically they, they don't go in a huddle. They just read signals, which means they don't understand of having nine words, maybe 15. I mean, I'm sorry, not, nine words, five numbers in a, in a, in a, in a play set. And I think that's what's helping him in terms of his development. That's the most important thing right now is that his development of getting him prepared, not only just to play in the SEC, but obviously he's got the mind frame of thinking about playing the next the next level, which is on Sunday. Last but not least, he has got to learn how to use Isaac Nava. A tight end in a run game is a quarterback's best friend, period. As a young as a young quarterback coming into football, if you got a run game, which they do, okay, whether uh, which they do, and a tight end, which becomes his his guy, then, then it is what it is. Now you can let your young receivers kind of work and not work on have to have so much pressure on them of being able to do this and do that. But I think Isaac Nada becomes his blanket. All right, y'all. There you have it. Um, appreciate you coming on the show, Coach Ballard. As always, Coach K, you know that we're doing our thing here on Scouting the South. And for you out there, I'm glad you guys tuned in, man. You've just scouted the South with us. And uh, once again, Coach, we appreciate you, man. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it, Watts. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you. And we are out.